I'm riding with you to the wheels, bro. You're bad. You ain't that bad, all right? Open your mouth. Okay. He'll splatter your brains out. I don't want that. I do. I want that. Hello, Bobby. Hi. Hey, oh, how's it going? <laughs> there you are. Yo. You need more light in here? Should I put on more light or we're good? No, you look good, man. Looks great. Okay. All right. <clears throat> How are you, man? Jeff in Las Vegas. Good to see you. Yeah, man. Nice to see you, too. Uh, good to meet you over the Skype thing. It's a new thing now, so I'm getting used to it. But um, thank you for having me. Oh, absolutely. I'm in my truck. I just left the rehearsal for a play that I'm building here in L.A., so uh, I didn't have time to go home, so I just jumped in my truck real fast. Oh, man, that'll work. That'll work. I appreciate you taking the time, man. I'm excited to talk to you about The Tax Collector, man. First, this movie is just an adrenaline rush, and at an hour and a half, man, I mean, this is one incredible ride. And for a young you. actor, when you read this script, I mean, you must have just been like, I'm, I got to have this role. Yeah, I mean, it was something that came out of, it was like a, a, a birth. Um, it was something that was created between myself, David, Shia, and everyone else included in the cast. So it really felt like it was an intimate story that I was able to just include myself in and tell uh, some specific truth that David Ayers was, is trying to, to reach for. And, I, and, I, and hopefully, you know, it's shown through the film. And, you know, I like to say it's a, it's a, a gangster's poetry. You know, it's like, you know, he's speaking, there's a lot of words in the film that are poetic, you know, and there's a lot of things that, that uh, a gangster might want to say, but never really gets to say. So tell me about your first meeting with David. Uh, how did that go and what was it like? So I met David Ayer about four years ago. Um, one day I walked into a, a, a dojo in Echo Park and I met the sensei by the name of Alexander Mesquita. And he had, he's running this uh, dojo called RMMA off of Sunset and Echo Park Boulevard. And I just walked in about four years ago. I started training there. Never trained before in my life. Uh, it was American kids, American Kempo Karate, Jiu-Jitsu, boxing, kickboxing, a whole mixture. And so I was there for about a year and a half. And then one day I met David Ayers. Um, but I didn't know who he was. I didn't know he was David Ayers. I thought he was just... Uh, a regular guy, you know, we were sparring and exercising and I was helping him, you know, train and he was helping me train and we became friends authentically. And then one day he just asked me what I did, you know, and this was like months after our relationship was already building. He asked me what I, my occupation was and I told him I was an actor. And then I asked him what he did and he told me he was writer director. I didn't even know who he was. I was like, what'd you do? And then what have you done? And he's like, uh, you ever, seen training day and i said yeah and he's like well i wrote that one and you ever seen the watch i said yeah of course it's a classic he's like yeah that one too i was like dang i didn't even he was my buddy i didn't even know he was doing these things it was you know pretty pretty incredible to find that out and you know it's so when we got together one day he just called me up and he's like hey do you want to make a movie with me and i said of course i want to make a movie with you um you know david and i hit it off really early on because he grew up in West LA. I grew up in West LA. You know, he had a lot of a lot of similar background um, circumstances as I do and as I did in my life. And so we really hit it off. You know, him and I became really close friends. So when he called me that night, so if I asked me if I wanted to be in a movie with him, 
I said, of course I want to do something because it was more than just taking a job with a director. It was more than that because we had already had this authentic, genuine relationship. Even to this day, we do. He's like a big brother to me. You know, he's a, he's a huge mentor and he's a very wise person who's been in the industry for so long, you know. And so when he called me, it was like taking on a job with my family and my friends more than it was like taking on a job for a studio or some kind of big production, you know. The pressure was on because we want to make this work together. As, and make and tell the same story as opposed to like you have to make it work because you're casted and because like everyone's pressured like you know studios and this and that so it was really good that it was really an intimate kind of showcasing and that's a pretty cool tribute in the film the whole jiu-jitsu scene your character is actually training for that so there's a great deep meaning behind that scene kind of a nod to you guys meeting exactly yeah he came full circle came home you know um I grew up in West LA, like I said, and so did David. So even when we met, it was like a full circle thing. It wasn't like, I didn't know he was at this dojo. He didn't, you know, we didn't know each other really. We have similar friends, but from different generations. And it's just, you know, it's a wild thing that kind of all of this kind of circled back around, you know, even the, like you said, in, even the, in the dojo, you know, that's David and Sensei have been friends for over 20 years. Well, it's, uh, it's exciting for you. David has familiar tattooed across his chest in the movie and family seems to be a dominant theme in the film. Yes, it is. It definitely is because that's what, I mean, I mean, it's a universal theme as well. You know, everyone would do anything for their family. It's a biological thing as being, you know, just a, a, a person walking this earth. Really. We're all, we're all biologically created to protect, to provide and to love, you know? And so, um, it's a really big theme, especially, I mean, like I said, all of us were intimate friends. And so even the movie itself created a family, you know, from the people on set, like from the crew members to everyone in the cast, we were all really close knitted even to this day, you know? And so I even became really good friends with Shia meeting him there and he is my family now. And we've seen each other for the last two and a half years every day. We created a, a theater company in South Central Los Angeles, which has never been done before because I grew up in South Central West LA and around there, there's never been any programs for arts. You know, this is how close him and I became. He, he's from Echo Park and he understands the life around Los Angeles and how it is, you know, a very tough business to break into, even to get involved with art, you know? And so, it's a place that is so in Hollywood, it's just 20 minutes south of, of Hollywood and it has no, um, no art, you know, there is no art classes, there's no dance classes, no music classes, no acting, there's nothing. Um, as a kid myself, I was blessed and my mother took me out of there and threw me into an acting class and kept me there repetitively throughout my, my youth. And um, I wanted to just come back and do that for my community. And Shy and I hit it off so closely that he, he understood that vision. He, he wanted the same thing. You know, we had the similar dreams. And when the movie wrapped, we went back into our community that we've even filmed a couple of scenes in that, in that neighborhood. And we went back to that exact same neighborhood. I grew up around five blocks down from that place. And we have this theater company the last two years, you know, and David Ayer comes in all the time and we get, you know, notes from him directions and he's, he's a part of our group as well. So we've taken this beyond just the movie. It's become something that we can take home every day for the rest of our lives and be, and look at, you know, this project that we're working on today. And, Shia's chest tattoo he got for the movie has been all the rage on the internet. Uh, did you support his effort to go so method with his character of Creeper? 
Um, there's a there's a bad in, in connotation with the word method. You know, it's uh, it's that's something that it has. Everyone's got their own specific meaning, just like love. You know, everyone can love however they love and whichever way they love. And there's different languages to that. But um, I'm all for the artist. I'm all for the actor. I'm all for the story being pulled forward. And whatever is is necessary and needs to be done will be done. And, um, you know, whatever Shia wants to do, and that's how, that's his thing. And I'm all for it. I love the guy. You know, he's my family. Uh, I, he, I'm sure he'll be proud of me the same way I'm proud of him if I got my whole chest tatted. So... I, it's an inspiration watching someone like that do it. You know what I mean? Some an actor do it. So, I myself wanted to do it too after seeing that happen. And you know, I love to see, especially like comedians like George Lopez, go out of his comfort zone. He reminded me of Latino Paulie from Goodfellas. He seemed like he controlled and commanded every scene he was in. Yeah, yeah. George Lopez is an icon, man, for the Latino Hispanic Latinx culture. I mean. Um, for me personally, I had to put away my fan side and just like talk to him like he was really a relative because I met him on the set for the first time. I didn't see him any time other than that. And um, we really hit it off. You know, he's he's a really good guy. I've been to his house a few times. I mean, he's a really, really, he's got this dark side he can pull out of him. I mean, that's the beauty of being comedic, right? Is like you have to understand tragedy to actually play comedy because it's funny when we laugh at people's tragic flaws or what have you. And he's a really good, I mean, comedian and stand-up com comic and then you put them into something dramatic it you know people usually think like oh it's going to be hard to jump into those realms but honestly i think it's even easier because you know comedy is a way harder and you know it just he just showcases his talent on the film and i actually want to see more of him building his characters or whatever else he's going to be doing throughout his life is you know it's going to be phenomenal because it's only the beginning and Jose Canejo, uh, one of the most terrifying performances. I mean, did it freak you out being on set? Because it came through the screen. You know, I have never seen anything that intense in my life. Yeah, well, Conejo, Conejo has a huge story of, of his personal life. And um, if, you, if you dug deep into that, you'll find out. But it's his story to tell. Um, I will say this, though, Conejo and I go way back. I mean, he also grew up in West L.A. Uh, he has friends and family members that are close to me. And, you know, he's like my... He's like my big uncle. Um, I love that guy. So it was really a tough thing just because it was like watching him do his thing and he's playing this antagonist with, with David's character. And so it's, uh, it, it, was, it was fun because we both got to be able to play with each other, even coming back from where like our relationship in the past and then being able to see each other on a set. It just goes a long way. And it's actually, it's a little harder to work with someone like that just because you love him too much, you know? And uh yeah, he's like he's like my big teddy bear. He's a huge, beautiful guy. That's awesome. Um, there's a scene where you and Shia, you bump arms before you go breaking into a place. I mean, where did that come oh. from? Was this something that was improv or was that written? Or You're the first person that caught that, man. You had a good eye. You had a good eye. That's a good eye. Uh, that's just... Um, it's beautiful that you caught it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it was something personal, but I mean, that just showed your friendship that went beyond just the characters in the movie that little little bump in there so that was pretty cool i because you saw that um uh, i understand that uh you had your own private premiere at the violin drive-in too yes we did we did we had a you know that's it was is full talk about full circles that's where i grew up that's a drive-in i went to as a kid you know my whole life i went there and to see that happening there is as beautiful especially in a time like now where the pandemic is kind of is isolating everyone and 
you know, we're keeping our, our distance and everything, which is okay. Um, so this, this driving experience actually gives you a, a way to be in a community space and to share this, this film with other people. And so I actually think it's the best, it was the best place to come out in and to be premiered because, you know, for me personally, intimately, uh, it's, it's, it brings back a lot of memories. And at the same time, you know, I feel like this is a way that, of course, cinemas are closed, but people can come together, be in their cars and watch a movie and, you know, feel like, I don't know, normal again, I guess. And finally today, Bobby, there's so much yeah. death and tragedy in The Tax Collector. Did you have difficulty approaching some of those scenes because they were so intense? Where, where did you go as yourself as an actor for those? Uh, you know, David Ayer really has, sets it up where he, he lets you go wherever you need to go and do whatever you need to do so you can find whatever you need to find for the performance. And, uh, you know, it's like this is like a big ocean full of ideas and thoughts and what have you and uh, they, you know that you can trust someone that's always going to be there for you. And if the leader does that, the director, like David Ayer, like the way he did, you know, he's like anywhere you feel your loss, anywhere you feel like you're not making sense, you know, you can just turn around and I'll be right there with you, you know? And so you have that comfort zone, you have that trust, you know, also you understand the severity of making a movie and the pressure and the, and the love for it. And it's really, it's a lot of passion. So, all of that included, I mean, there's so much on the line. There's just, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's a huge deal for David. It's a huge deal for myself, for Shia, and for the responsibility in this, of the story that we're trying to tell. And um, so for acting stuff, it's really, it, it's, it depends on, on the way that the whole thing is running, you know, the functions of the set, of the process, of whatever needs to be done. So, you know, it's, uh, it's, I guess it's telling it's in the it's in the it's in the rub, right? It's in there. So Well, Bobby, an incredible film, powerful. Uh thank you so much for talking to me today. Wish you best of luck and it's available on video on demand now, the tax collector. And come out to yes. Vegas, man. Uh, we'd love to have you sometime. Thanks, man. Thank you. I used to go a lot. I used to go a lot as a kid. We'll see you soon, okay? Thanks, man. All right, take care.